Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Community is Amador Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Oliver. Great to be joining you again for another week. This week, I am speaking with our vaccine ambassador, Ada Castle, because, of course, winter is coming. There's been a lot of change around the COVID rules and regulations. Uh, a lot of things have been lifted. A lot of the restrictions that we had have been eased. We talk a bit about that. We talk also about the importance of getting your flu jab this season because the last two years we really haven't had a flu season to speak of as we've been in and out of lockdown. And we also talk a bit about and break down the confusion around potential fourth doses for some people and also talk about why it's important not only to get the booster shot, get your kids vaccinated and wear a mask, even though you don't have to anymore. And of course, all this stuff, especially the masks, is personal choice. But we sort of break down why why we think it's important that we do some of this stuff. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's always great having Ada on the podcast. This is Community is Our Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and our community. Ada Castle, who is a fan favourite and a semi-regular on the Community Is Another Name podcast, joins me this week. Ada, we're talking about, oh, first of all, before I get into what we're talking about, thanks for coming on again. Thanks so much for having me. So great to be back. Winter is coming, as they say in the classics. Yeah, we're getting ready today in our, in our podcast special. Yeah, we're talking about what's happening, not just with COVID now, we've had you know restrictions basically all bar gone except for a few things but also there's a bit of confusion about the third shots and potential fourth shots for some people and also we want to talk a bit about well we'll talk about this first we'll talk about the flu vax first Ada how important is it after what the last few years where the flu wasn't really a factor because we spent most of the winter in our homes how important is it for people to go and get their flu vaccinations done this year and how can that help Perhaps even combat, there was talk of a, a COVID influenza hybrid coming out. How important is it for people to go and get their flu shot? Just as important as ever, Gareth, if not more. So we've gone from this period where we're really not socialising very much to going back to things as normal as we can be, noting that COVID's still around. But um, the flu has also noted that uh, it's time for it to have its day in the sun. So the flu is definitely back. Um, and we've got new variants of the flu as well, as we always do. And as in response, we've got some great flu shots that are available now. And the recommendation is definitely to get this as soon as possible, especially if you're someone who's older or has some immunocompromised conditions such as asthma or anything that could compound it. And um, it's it's actually free to many people. So um, if you think you're getting the flu shot, have a chat with your doctor or have a look online for some guidelines of if it's available to you and um, if it's free and, and go from there. Have a chat to who, whoever you work for as well, because I've worked, I worked in disability for a long, long, long time, and it was actually able to be, to be covered by my employer for me to get it exactly. done. Exactly. That's a great point, Gareth. And, and really, it's just about preventing the spread 
of flu, just as we're preventing the spread of COVID, just taking all the best measures we know how, which include in this case, you know, vaccines, not coming to work sick if you can, trying to keep your kids from school or childcare if they're sick, etc., and minimising spread of, of the flu, as, as just as we do now with COVID. It's interesting you mentioned about the flu variants because people don't necessarily think of the flu having variants, do they? I know. They just they just hear the flu and they think, oh, okay, yeah, it's winter again. It's time for, you know, flu season. But yeah, I, I, and it's something I never really thought about as well is that that's the reason we get the flu shots every year is to try and, and, and boost our immune system. Exactly. So we've been doing that for, you know, decades, just getting those different variants and, and getting the best flu shot we can for that season. And that's why we get it every year because the flu, virus does change. Viruses are great at changing and adapting to be as infectious as possible. So we just nip it in the bud as best as we can with a flu shot as soon as we can. Evolution in progress with uh, the viruses, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like really fast, real-time evolution, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. We're also, of course, going to talk about about the C word, about COVID. Now, Ada is, of course, our uh, vaccine ambassador here at GCH. A lot of, lot of news since you and I last spoke about COVID, Ada. Of course, the restrictions in Victoria and other states as well have eased up considerably, even from something like wearing masks. For example, my, my wife works in a cafe and until this week had to wear a mask when she was working. Doesn't have to anymore. What's your take on the easing of the restrictions? Do you think we've gone a bit early or do you think it was something we sort of needed to do to try and get back to that quote-unquote normality? Well, I guess the best thoughts on this would, of course, be from our public health experts who make these guidelines for the government to follow about easing restrictions. So I definitely reckon have a listen to them rather than myself. But in terms of what it means for us in Western Victoria, um, certainly the guidelines are that if you want to, you can start to, you know, wear your mask a little bit less, but people can do whatever's comfortable for them. So if you're still feeling worried about going to the shops or seeing other people, you know, you can still use those guidelines that we've gone really well with for so long now. Social distance, keep good hand hygiene, wear a mask if you're feeling worried, and especially for people who are immunocompromised or at a high risk for COVID. I think another thing to note is that just because we don't have as many restrictions, it doesn't mean that COVID is any less serious. It's just that our response as a state and as a country has changed in line with, um, you know, the needs of, of other needs in terms of, um, you know, society and economics, etc. But it is still a risk. Like COVID is still something that you want to avoid as much as possible. But we are, you know, taking the best advice that we have from public health experts to make those guidelines and, and changes, balancing up all of the options. It is. We are still in a pandemic, aren't we? It's not endemic yet. So we are, and people are forgetting that, I think. Um, that it is still, like you said, it's still out there and people can still get very, very sick or worse. And people from... do still die. We do have people dying every day in Australia from COVID. Um, I think we had, you know, 9, 10, 20, et cetera, and that's still a horrible loss of life. It's just that our response as a country has changed as we see more evidence, et cetera. And most importantly, as more people are getting vaccinated um, and looking after the health of themselves, their families and their communities. Uh, I, I still see people out and about wearing masks. Uh, I don't see anywhere near as many as when we were mandated to wear masks. Obviously, you, you would be uh, saying this is a good thing to continue doing. What are the benefits of wearing masks if you're out at, at the supermarket, for example? Well, 
I still wear a mask in the supermarket, for example, the latest COVID variant, um, Omicron BA2, and there's quite a few variants now, including Deltacron, which sounds like a terrible name for a transformer, but it's yet another variant of COVID, is still around. And some of these variants might be a slightly milder disease in vaccinated and generally healthy people, but they can be almost as infectious as measles. So we're looking at a very infectious disease here. So for myself, it's just a really simple peace of mind thing to just, you know, wear a mask if I'm in a high risk setting, which might be somewhere with lots of people and less ventilation. That's just a decision that I do for myself on a risk based approach. So if I was going to hang out with somebody who was, you know, immunocompromised, etc., I might give them a little bit more space or wear a mask just because by now we're all huge experts in just reducing the potential risk of transmitting coronavirus COVID to somebody else. Do you think masks will become uh, in Australia, like they are in some Asian countries, where it's common for people to wear masks out and about? I think what I've really enjoyed about masks is how how much it shows respect for other people and how well everyone has been doing that in our towns. So, you know, just going down the street and, and seeing people masking as a, as a way of saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm protecting other people around me. So I think that's why it's it's always okay for people to wear masks if they feel more comfortable and people shouldn't feel weird for that. And of course, as, as we know by now, the best protection is an N95 or a P2 if you can find one. Otherwise, um, a surgical paper mask is the most protective followed by a cloth mask, but any mask is better than none. And again, completely up to listeners if they'd like to wear it or, or not, but it is still compulsory in some high risk settings such as public transport and some hospital environments. And that's important to note, isn't it? Because I know that uh, I, I was somewhere yesterday, actually, with with yourself, Ada, and I forgot that I needed a mask to go enter this this building. And thankfully, someone else had had a spare one with them, and I could go in. I think we we still need to remember to carry masks with us because you just never know. And if you are going to visit a maybe an elderly relative in a nursing home, or or you know. A, sick family member or someone who's just had a baby in the hospital. It's, it's very important, isn't it? Exactly. And also, if you don't want to wear a mask, but if you want to reduce the risk of potential um, transmitting or, or catching COVID, just remember to stick to ventilated areas. So if you're hanging out with somebody, pop open a window, um, give a little bit more space than you might usually. You know, it's, it's just about harm reduction, isn't it? And potentially reducing the risk of transmission. Yeah, catch up outdoors, go for a sit outside and have a coffee and enjoy the sunshine while we still have it before we dive into the depths of winter. Ada, there's also been talk about fourth shots for some people. Can you talk a little bit about who might be requiring this fourth shot? Because there might, might be people out there who are a bit confused. So, well, I've had my two shots, I've had my booster shot. What, what's the go? How come I'm, they're, they're talking about a fourth shot now? Absolutely. And I think some of this really is confusing and it has changed. And that is very much because the recommendations are based on changing best practice advice. So, you know, listening to the experts and all of the doctors out there who were doing research on this and saying, okay, well, this is where we're up to now. As we know, this is a a relatively new disease and we're still learning a lot every day about it. So the recommendation does change in line with that. So still the best Source of advice is your doctor, um, Victorian government website, um, or a health professional. Long story short, we now have quite a few uh, vaccine doses 
with the point of reducing severity of COVID if you were to catch COVID. So we now have winter doses, which are available to anyone with the highest risk of complications from COVID. So this is kind of like an extra shot that you can have over the winter period, as we know COVID generally um, increases in um, prevalence or, or spread over winter as people are more likely to hang out, spend time indoors, etc., less ventilation, etc. So winter doses are for anyone who's 65 years or older or 50 if they're Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander, for residents of aged care or disability care facilities or anyone aged 16 or over who's severely immunocompromised, so they might have cancer, for example. And again, this dose is about getting the best protect protection that you can have against severe COVID and having to end up in, in hospital. So if you're one of those people, highly recommend going out to your local pharmacy or GP or state-run vaccine centre and, and just getting that dose. You can, Gareth, actually get it at the same time as a flu shot, so you can do two in one. Oh, well, that saves your trip, doesn't it? Exactly. And then if you're like me, you might give yourself two treats afterwards just to, you know, enjoy and celebrate the fact that you've got your vaccination. Do you see COVID winter shots becoming like the flu shots? That we it might be something that we might just be like, yeah, okay, it's coming into winter. Better go and get my um my COVID winter dose and a flu shot just so I'm as protected as I can be. Well, Australians are really good at vaccination, and you know we're really open to hearing the the best advice we can from our health professionals. And we already go out and get the flu shot every year. So in the same way as we discussed earlier, that the influenza virus changes and we need to get the best shot for protection with the updated vaccine, it looks like it'll be the same for coronavirus. So just getting the best protection we can every year as variants change and, and you know, following the best advice we currently have. Interesting we, we're talking about this today as well because um, I just saw uh, on East Grampians Health Instagram feed that this week is World Immunisation Week. So Oh, how timely. Absolutely, very timely. We might take a, a short break and then we'll talk a bit more about uh, maybe some of the numbers and, and the reasons for people to get their kids' jabs done and boosters. So Ada and I will be back very shortly. See you soon. The Community is a Mineral Name podcast is proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria, servicing the following local government areas. Northern Grampians Shire Council, Arrett Rural City, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Central Goldfield Shire, Southern Grampians Shire and Bullock Shire Council areas. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community age and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling, gamblers help, community mental health support, and so much more. For more information, go to our website, gch.org.au, or give us a call Monday to Friday business hours on 53587400. You can also visit one of our offices in Stall, Horsham, or Ararat. The Community is a Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. And of course, we're here for you, your family, and our community.
Welcome back. I'm here with Vaccine Ambassador for the Grampians Community Health, Ada Castle. We are talking about uh, flu shots and COVID shots, winter shots, as they're being called now for COVID, because winter is coming, as the Starks would tell us. Ada, we spoke a bit before the break about the third shots that were mandatory for a lot of people to go back to work. Where are we at the moment as a state percentage-wise? I think we're we're still below 70% for those third shots, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So for the third or booster shot, as a state in general, I think it's 67% of people um, have now had that third shot. So again, making the best possible protection people can have against severe COVID disease. But if I'm not wrong, I think in Western Victoria, we're actually a little bit higher than those numbers, which is wonderful. Great work, everybody, going out and getting that third shot um, if you're 16 or above. And um, yeah, just keeping as safe as you can be. Why not get the best protection you can get against this you know, still not a great disease that we really want to try and avoid if we can. If we can, some people are hesitant to go and get the third shot to get the booster. They might have been quite sick after the the uh, the first two, or they might have perhaps seen or heard some something on social media, perhaps about efficiency of the shots or perhaps potential dangers of the shots. To those people who are still holding out, what would you say to them? I guess beware of misinformation. It's really easy for anyone to make up any stats and put it online. But if you're worried or you want better information, talk to your doctor, talk to your GP, have a look on the Victorian government coronavirus website and just make sure that you're getting the most accurate information to make your decision. Um, we do recommend, you know, if you can get the third the third dose just for the best possible protection. But we've now had millions and millions of people had vaccines right across the world, COVID vaccines specifically, and we now do have quite a range of choices. So we're still recommending to get the third vaccine um, if you can, and, and a reminder that even if you do have side effects from the vaccine, it's still going to be better than, than getting COVID if you didn't have the vaccine. So at the end of the day, you're making that choice for yourself that, you know, short-term pain is, is, is a long-term gain for you and that you're really reducing the chance of ending up in hospital or being serious. For young people, and I'm talking young people, kids, primary school age, sort of 5 to 11, who have only been able to access vaccines for COVID since January, what are the numbers like for for them, Ada? Do you have those on hand? I do, Gareth. Here's some stats I prepared earlier. So we've actually had more than 50% of young people aged 5 to 11 around Victoria have now been vaccinated. So that's 57% of kids have had a first dose and 39% have had a second dose. So those are really great numbers there. And I think there's maybe a lot of hesitation because some people are saying, oh, you know, my kid had COVID and you could barely tell he was fine. But it's kind of what... I like to refer to as the COVID lottery. You don't always know how somebody's going to react to to COVID-19 if they get it. And we have had some kids, 5 to 11, who have been seriously sick. And there have been, unfortunately, cases of of children, you know, even passing away from COVID in that age bracket. So, again, just doing the best and easiest thing we can, just get that COVID vaccine dose just to get the best possible protection so that you can rest assured as a parent that you've done everything you can to protect your kid from getting And I can also speak a bit to this. My kids haven't had COVID. Uh, I do know people whose kids have had it, including um, my nieces and nephews went through their family, uh, all aged in that age group. And 
you're right. It is a lottery. Each one of them was different. One of them was was fine, had had no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, another one got really sick, mm. like a really bad flu sick. Uh, another one was was a bit milder, and another one was sort of in between there as well. And also speaking to a person I went to school with who's got kids similar age, primary school age, same thing. It was it was different in each child. So yeah, some kids might get it, and they might have a bit of a runny nose or a slight cough, but it can just like with adults, it can affect kids differently. And I think that's something we we need to remember because it went through one of the the schools here in uh, our rural city region and basically shut down the entire school last year. Uh, Yeah, same as other places in Wimmer as well. And I guess even if you think your kids will be fine, you don't know what the neighbours' kids will, how they'll deal with it. You don't know if other kids in school have got immunocompromised conditions or anything. So it, it can be really scary. Especially now that the schools are able to get out and able to do things again, they're able to go back on school camps. They're able to, mm. to. Uh, so for my kids' schools are having a, a cluster day with three other schools on Friday, so they're able to get out and do that sort of stuff. Both my kids, by the way, if anyone's wondering, are fully vaccinated, um, and they had no issues, no side effects. Yelled a bit when they got the the needle in the arm, but as soon as I saw the lollipops afterwards had a miraculous recovery. Um, and also, just while we're talking about it, I will give a shout to to the staff at East Grampians Health who did uh, all my family's vaccinations. Fantastic. And the setup they've got for the kids is unbelievable with the en- enchanted forest of protection and the, the show bags. And uh, for my kids' second uh, jabs, they had the VR goggles and the staff were brilliant. So well done to to the East Grampians staff, uh, and I'm, I'm sure all the staff across the, the state are the same, Ada. Absolutely. There's some really hardworking health professionals out there and vaccinators. I think another great point is that if you're a parent of a child with disability or if you yourself do have disability or, or you know, you find needles challenging, there's actually now services where you can get a free in-home vaccination. So, you know, if you're caring for somebody else or you've got an older relative who finds it really hard to leave the house, you can now get free vaccination at home. If your child has needle phobia, etc., if um, your kid um, prefers to be in certain areas or, you know, doesn't like to be touched by strangers. We've got really great disability liaison officers that can go out anywhere across Grampians Wimmera and vaccinate anyone who needs special support just for free. And it's, it's a really straightforward and easy booking system. And we're also seeing as well uh, a lot more pop-up vaccination things happening around uh, our area. So uh, Budja Budja, for example, at Halls Gap have had the, the van go around Halls Gap, Ararat, Stall. Uh, there was a pop-up at the Stall Gift as well for people to go and get vaccinated. It is much easier now than what it was 12 months ago to get your vaccination. So we really encourage people to go and do it. Totally. But if people are, you know, feeling overwhelmed and they need any help at all, just give Grampians Community Health a call and you can chat to myself or my colleague Mel and, and we can sort you out with, you know, just whatever you need to get vaccinated. Make it as straightforward as possible and, and we'll try and include a lollipop or two if we can. <laughs> my kids got uh, fidget spinners as well. so they Oh, wow. That's which, great. And colouring books. The fidget spinners were commandeered by Dad at one stage. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I got lollipops, so I can't complain too much. Uh, but yeah, it is it is very important, I think, to get your kids vaccinated for COVID. To me, it's no different to getting the regular vaccinations that that our kids get. And we do have a high rate of vaccination, as you said, in this country, which is which is fantastic. What do you think it is, Ada? That for the most part, 
Australians are not that hesitant to get vaccinated. We're, we're willing to literally roll up our sleeves and and go out and get it done. I feel like people really care about others, and we know that vaccines work, and we know they're the best way that we can prevent horrible things such as, you know, measles, mumps, polio, horrible things that many of us have seen in, in our lifetime or our grandparents' lifetime from doing horrible harm towards others in our community. So it's such a quick and easy thing to do, and we're so lucky that it's almost always free um, in Australia to get vaccinated to have such a profound impact on our health. So I think it's just kind of people looking out for each other and just, you know, getting it done, really. As simple as that. It's a very Australian thing to do, isn't it? We, you know, Australia is, an, is a nation that, that does, you know, offer to help people. And, and we we see it across many things. You and I were talking um, during the break about uh, the, the coat drive that GCH have been doing and how how generous people have been donating old coats to people who may require them over winter because... There are people who are rough sleepers in this part of the world and who who probably don't have that sort of stuff. Ada, is there any uh, final message that you want to get across to anyone listening about the current state of play when it comes to COVID-19 and when it comes to you know third shots, kid shots, winter doses, etc.? Well, like I said, I think we're all pretty much experts in staying COVID safe now. So keep on doing what you're doing. Support and encourage your friends, family and neighbours to get vaccinated um, and give Grampians Community Health a call if you need any help otherwise. But, um, yeah, keep on looking out for yourself, families and communities. And well done, everybody. Absolutely. And great to hear that our numbers are that little bit higher than the rest of the state here in Western Vic. Ada, always a pleasure to have a chat. I really appreciate you coming on this week's Community Is Our Middle Name podcast and talking all things COVID and the flu. Thanks, Gareth. Can't wait for the next episode. Once again, a big thank you to Ada for coming on and having a chat about uh, the state of play with COVID at the moment and with the easing of restrictions about how it's still important to go out there and if you haven't had your booster to get it done or even if you haven't had your kids or you're a bit, a bit on the fence about getting your kids vaccinated, to go and get some reliable info from your, your GP or another medical health professional and get the facts and you know, do what you, what you think is best, but do what's best also for society as a whole. This has been the Community Examiner or Name podcast, of course. Thank you for joining me. My name is Gareth Oliver. This podcast is brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and Grampians Community Health does offer a massive range of services across a huge area of Western Victoria. So go to our website, which is gch.org.au, for more information about the services we provide in the areas that we cover you can also uh, give us a call Monday to Friday, 53587400, business hours, of course. Or you can come and visit us on site in one of our offices in Ararat, Stall or Horsham. We'd love to, to say good day. Now, you can follow Grampians Community Health on social media as well, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or just type Grampians Community Health into the search bar on Facebook, and we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. The handle there is at GCH Grampians. And of course, same deal if you search for Grampians Community Health there, you'll find us on both of those sites as well. Now, if you want to listen to more episodes of this podcast, it is available uh, on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and on Podbean, and you can subscribe on any of those services and never miss an episode, have them all directly downloaded to your phone or your iPad, whatever listening device you 
listen to this show on. Uh, you can also get it on a number of other podcasting sites, including iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Deezer, uh, Audible, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon, you name it, we're, we're there. We've got a presence, which is great. This podcast, of course, was recorded and produced on the traditional lens of the Jabberwong people, and we'd like to pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. And the intro and outro music is by our at local, Andrew Parsons, and he uh, recorded that especially for us, and we use that with his permission. So thank you again, Andrew. Thank you as always, really. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Community as a Mental Name podcast. We'll be back again very shortly. Uh, plenty more stuff to discuss uh, as, uh, as the year rolls on. So thank you again for joining me. My name is Gareth Oliver, guys. This has been another episode in the books brought to you by Grandpins Community Health for you, your family, and our community. Till next time, so long.